Hi, everyone. It's Sean from Between Two Ravens, a Norse mythology podcast with Sean and David. Today, I'm going to be doing another solo episode where I discuss a historical and or a legendary figure from the Dark Ages. So in a previous episode, I discussed Anglo-Saxon England, specifically the House of Wessex and its founder, Cherdic, who founded the Kingdom of Wessex in the year 519 CE. His ancestors, including 18 or 19 kings over the next 400 years, would form the first unified kingdom of England in 927 CE with King Athelstan. And I actually went through that entire list of kings in a probably perceived boring fashion in that episode. So the House of Wessex, or the House of Certicine, based on its founder, Cherdic, controlled the first unified kingdom of England starting, as I mentioned, in the year 927 However, something happened 139 years later called the Battle of Hastings in the year 1066. In this battle, a duke from Normandy, a portion of uh, what is now modern-day France named William, now known as the Conqueror, invaded England with his army and took the throne, ending the line of Anglo-Saxon kings of England. One quick note, Harold Godwinson was actually king for a time that year, and he does not come from the House of Wessex. The last king from the House of Wessex would be Edward the Confessor, who died earlier that year. However, the year 1066 did start the line of Norman kings who controlled the Kingdom of England with William the Conqueror. William was actually a part of what is now known as the House of Normandy, and his familial claim to the throne of England was supposedly through his great-aunt Emma of Normandy, who married an English king named Ethelred the Unready, who was the father of the previously mentioned Edward the Confessor. So supposedly, Edward promised William the throne upon his death, and that so-called promise, along with a blessing from a certain person called the Pope, served as justification for William's invasion in the first place. But I digress, as that whole story is worthy of many episodes by itself. So today, as I did with Athelstan and Cherdic, I will be going over the ancestry of this character of William the Conqueror all the way back to the historical but somewhat legendary figure of Rollo. If you're a fan of the show Vikings, you are familiar with a character very, very loosely inspired by this historical figure, um, having the same name that makes it a little bit easier. So Rollo was a formidable Norse warlord and adventurer who lived roughly between the mid-9th century and early 10th centuries. His story takes us on a journey from his early days as a Viking raider to his eventual establishment of a powerful dynasty in the region that would become the Duchy of Normandy. So in this episode, I'll discuss this character as he is mentioned in the sources and briefly discuss his descendants who, as mentioned, took over the Kingdom of England. More importantly, his overall life where he raided the northern coast of West Francia up until the point where its king and great-great-grandson of Charlemagne Charles the Simple offered Rollo lands, titles, and riches if he promised not only to stop his aggression into Francia, but also to convert to Christianity and agree to assist in the defense of West Francia from future Viking attacks. One of the primary sources on Rollo is from a man named Dudo of St. Quentin. Dudo was tasked by Richard I of Normandy, who is Rollo's grandson, to write about Rollo and the family of Normandy. The result is his work, the Historia Normanorum, which pretty much means history of the Normans. Seeing as how um, this work was started in the late 900s, 
it was only a few decades removed from the time where Rollo was actually alive. So it is often considered to be the best source for the life of Rollo. Keep in mind that Duda was tasked with writing down the history of the Normans and was commissioned to do so by a Duke of Normandy. So of course, you need to read Duda's work from the lens of somebody who is going to shine the Normans in a very positive light. Um, not unlike Bishop Asser, who wrote a biography of Alfred the Great and or the author of the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, who wrote down their history um, with the House of Wessex in a positive light. So what he wrote may need to be taken with somewhat of a grain of salt. On Dudo's ends, being in a lord's high favor could not be a bad thing. So when writing about Rollo, of course, he can say, um, so this guy Rollo, was, uh, he was a strong, sexy warlord. He caused his enemies to cower in fear. His leadership and battlefield prowess was unmatched. As you know, my lord, uh, his blood runs through your veins. And then Richard I would say, oh, interesting. I do love this story. Please, Dudo, come join me on eating this suckling pig and enjoying this fine Bordeaux red. 994 CE. Very good year. And then Dudo and Richard I were BFS forever. Anyway, so this guy Rollo, he was born in the mid-9th century and was a Viking of potentially Danish or Norwegian descent. So depending on the sources, you can actually make the case for either. Dudo himself would be in the camp that Rollo was from Denmark, and his father and brother had a falling out with an unnamed Danish king who forced him to leave the country. Some other sources state that Rollo had a falling out with King Harald Fairhair himself, and as Harald was supposedly the first king of a unified Norway, those stories would be in the camp that Rollo was from Norway and Norwegian. Later historians would also state outright that Rollo came from Norway, um, Geoffrey Malaterra and William of Malmesbury being among them. Funny enough, our good friend Snorri Sturluson had a little bit to say on the matter as he spoke about Rollo, or in his words, Ralph the Ganger, which means Rollo the Walker, since he was so large of a man he could not ride a horse and he had to walk everywhere. In Snorri's work, Hemskringla, he states that Rollo was the son of a Jarl named Ragnaveld, who was a close friend and trusted advisor of Harold Fairhair. So according to Snorri, Rollo would have also been from Norway. However, Snorri's work was finished in the 1200s, over 200 years after Dudo. And since we know Story, Snorri's writing had a sense for the theatrics and that he was trying to document the supposed deeds of the Norse kings, while stating their descendancy all the way up to the god Freyr, who the hell knows what he simply made up or was telling somewhat the truth on. To sum it up, Dudo claims a Danish king was the reason Rollo left Denmark and probably started Viking. And Snorri claims Harold Fairhair banished him after he apparently raided some of Harold's lands, which he obviously was not supposed to do. So in either case, either origin story, childhood sets Rollo up for a life on the seas. He was banished from his home and he had to go make his life somewhere else. I personally like the idea that Rollo may have been simply a commoner of no noble birth who through his actions carved out his and his descendants' names in the annals of history and later writers simply used their own artistic um, like freedom to make Rollo the son of some lord who pissed off a king or something to spice up the story. So though Rollo did make his name for his actions in what we now know of as France, however, like many Vikings before him, his adventures took him to the British Isles, where, as we have seen previously, its coastlines were ripe for attack. Also, from the 860s to the late 70s, 
there was this um, army called the Great Heathen Army that ravaged and toppled every Anglo-Saxon kingdom with the exception of Wessex. So you have to wonder if Rollo had played a part in that invasion, especially since Judah mentions that he, pre- he befriended a king in England named Alstan, who is most certainly the Viking general Guthrum, who, as I mentioned on my episode on Viking Age England, lost the Battle of Eddington in 876, excuse me, in 878. And once he lost that battle and surrendered to Alfred the Great, he then converted to Christianity, took the Christian name Athelstan, who is the Alstan that we just mentioned that Dudo is referring to. Um, And note, Athelstan, I don't want him to be confused with Alfred's grandson, Athelstan, who formed the first unified kingdom of England. But anyway, this friendship with Guthrum can tell us one of two things. One, he was friends with Guthrum while he was still pagan, in leading Viking troops, meaning maybe Rollo was involved in the attack on England, or maybe he was friends with Guthrum after he converted, as Rollo wouldn't be Christian for some time and continued his raids um, on in France for decades after this while living the Viking lifestyle. It is hard to say. Um, however, Snorri makes an interesting mention of this in Hemskringla on his chapter on Harold Fairhair. So Snorri states that Rollo's first venture into France took place in 876 CE. But then he mentions in 878 CE that he went to England to support King Alfred, which is very interesting because you could maybe say that Rollo fought against Guthrum at the Battle of Eddington if he was supporting Alfred, and then befriended Guthrum after Guthrum received baptism and became a Christian. This, I guess, little note doesn't make too much sense, however, because Supposedly, Rollo was a Viking until he converted in 911, decades after this. So why would he be fighting for Alfred in this battle? But this potential link to Guthrum slash Athelstan may be interesting anyway, because after Guthrum converted, he was given the kingdom of East Anglia. As long as he promised to rule there as a Christian in a pacified state, not too bad for Alfred, as it was one less kingdom and one less worry, one less um, general for him to worry about. And not too shabby for Guthrum, who converted and received a kingdom after losing a battle where he could have just been put to the sword. Also, one other quick note um, before I before I wrap things up here. Regarding the year 876 is a little blurb in that year found in the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, which is overwhelmingly obviously about the events, the events in England, in Anglo-Saxon England. However, for the year 876, it says this year Rolla, um, it translated into Rolla here penetrated Normandy with his army, and he reigned for over 50 winters. Also, Dudo states that Rollo first seized Rouen in 876 as well. So what this means is that Rollo was very active in raiding and taking land back in 876, 35 years before he signed the St. Clair sur Epte, which is a treaty with King Charles the Simple in 911, and converted to Christianity at that point. Why I think all of this kind of like is important is in England, Rollo potentially saw the benefit of converting to Christianity on with what happened to Guthrum. And it could have played a part in his decision later in his life in 9-11 to also convert to Christianity for lands, riches, and titles. But overall, any life he lived or actions he took in England are fuzzy at best. Though it does seem to be the case that 876 seems to be the year his campaigns in France began with the sacking of the city of Rouen. So how long Rollo stayed there is unclear as he um, was Viking elsewhere, but there is a good chance that he either just, he just took what he wanted and he left, 
or he actually used Rouen as a, as a base for when he was not raiding. So nine years later, in 885, there was a large Viking army that besieged Paris, with Rollo apparently being one of their leaders. The siege itself was very drawn out and lasted into 886, and after a successful defense of Paris by its Count Odo, the army of King Charles the Fat arrived um, and the Vikings ran off. Though Charles allowed them to raid the nearby rebellious province of Burgundy. So the attack for the Vikings anyway was not all for naught. So though Paris withstood this attack, Charles the Fat's actions in allowing the Vikings to raid Burgundy eventually pissed off the population and he was deposed as king. Um, with the previously mentioned and now very popular savior of Paris, Odo, replacing him. Odo would eventually reign for 10 years, but would be replaced by Charles the Simple in 898, which restored the Carolingian dynasty of Charlemagne on the throne of West Francia. So speaking of Charlemagne, and I'm going to give you like a little brief history of uh, ninth century France, Viking raids really didn't do too much damage until after Charlemagne died. Charlemagne for the Holy Roman Emperor, but more relevant to this episode, the king of West Francia up until 814, his son Louis the Pious would reign as king of the Franks through 840. And when he died, however, at this point, his land was carved up. Each kingdom was given to his three sons, one of his three sons. Charles the Bald was given West Francia. Lothair was given Middle Francia. And Louis was given East Francia, which is mostly uh, modern day Germany. So this form of succession and infighting between brothers within the area of France called a continued instability that they did not see in Charlemagne's time. Instability that made Viking aggression more ambitious, which is where we find ourselves in this story. For West Francia, which is pretty much the area that we now think of as France, Charles the Bald reigned until 877. His son Louis II, or Louis the Stammerer, reigned for two years before he died in 879. His son Louis III reigned three short years until 882. Then Carloman II ruled briefly before the throne went to the previously mentioned Charles the Fat, who reigns from 881 until Odo was elected king due to his popularity. So I know that was a lot, um, but I did want to give a brief overview of the Kingdom of West Francia from Charlemagne up until this point where Charles III, or Charles the Simple, took over. So after the siege of um, Paris in 885 to 886, we can only assume that Rollo continued Viking then something happened in 9-11. Rouen, the city that he supposedly was running, he decided in this year to raid the city of Chartres, and I do apologize if I said that incorrectly. Rollo was defeated by Charles's army. Charles, at this point, could have potentially probably killed Rollo. However, he saw an opportunity here and offered Rollo land and titles as long as Rollo converted to Christianity and not only stopped his aggression um, onto other Frankish lands, but also agreed to help Charles defend against future Viking raids. Rollo agreed, and he took the baptismal name of Robert. So keep in mind at this point, we're not exactly sure what year Rollo was born, but we can make a, an estimation that at this point he's somewhere between the age of 55 and 70. So the idea of him retiring and taking this offer and living lavishly in a castle probably was a little bit appealing to him. Um, Rollo also got to 
supposedly married Charles's uh, totally legitimate daughter, Gisela. Um, in, in quick note, Rollo also had previously taken a woman named Papa as concubine or wife of uh, some sort from a previous raid. Papa is the mother of his son, William, who would eventually succeed him. Also, apparently, uh, Charles demanded that Rollo also kiss his foot, which Rollo respectfully declined, but got one of his warriors to do it for him. Um, delegation is very important for a, any strong leader. So similar to Guthrum slash Appleston, who Rollo may have had a connection with or a friendship with, he forsook his gods to convert to Christianity for lands, riches, and he also became the first ruler of the Duchy of Normandy. It is slightly unclear if the actual Duchy of Normandy was the official title or if that came further down his line. Um, he may have been something on the level of a count at this point. Um, and maybe not a duke, but any potential titles also could be me just um, arguing with myself over semantics of it. So I'm not sure how many of our, our fans play the games Crusader Kings, um, but I'm actually going to use this video game. It's awesome. But in a game, you can play as a ruler of a land. It could be you could be a count where you control a county. If you control enough counties in the same area you could potentially be named a duke. So a duke is a higher level than counts. And then in this game, the, the level higher than duke is king. And then in some cases in the game, you could become an emperor, which we did see with Charlemagne. He was the king of the Franks. He eventually took over more lands like in Saxony, uh, Switzerland, Northern Italy, and the Pope um, gave him the title of Holy Roman Empire, or excuse me, Holy Roman Emperor. Um, but I just wanted to say that because, like, I'm not exactly sure how much land Rollo was given or if he was looked at as a duke back then or if that's something that came later down his line. But it's um, something that I'm still trying to figure out. But if anybody has any thoughts, let me know. But on his Wikipedia page anyway, he is named the first Duke of Normandy. So that's good enough for me. Um, so note that there seems to be differing um, sources on the year that Rollo died. However, it seems to be around the year 930s. So although Rollo, when he was alive, he loved his pagan ways, his blood and the blood of his Scandinavian brethren seems to have lived on. Despite the fact that over time, his family and men would transition over to the Frankish culture and language, uh, we do know that his descendants would continue their expansion and their um, influence all the way up to William the Conqueror, whose ambitions led him to the throne of England. So Rollo of Normandy... So Rollo's son was William I, also known as William Longsword, who ruled the duchy from 927 to 942. His son, Richard I, ruled from 942 to 996. His son, Richard II, ruled from 996 to 1026. His son, Richard III, ruled for um, about a year or so, up until the year 1027. So Richard II's brother, Robert I, um, was the Duke from 1027 to 1035. And then as we know, uh, William, he was the Duke of Normandy from 1035 all the way up until his death at 1087. And obviously the King of England from 1066 to 1087. One other quick note, in 1031 in Normandy, there was a man named Roger who was born. Though he was not a member of the House of Normandy as he was not related to Rollo, he was from what is now known as the House of Haltville. He was a Norman whose line would eventually form the Kingdom of Sicily in 1130. Roger's father was a man named Tancred, 
who was born in 980. Legend says that his grandfather was named Hjalt, a Viking Norseman, who you can probably make a connection to Rollo. Maybe the supposed Hjalt was one of Rollo's men, and the strength and ambition of Vikings lived on to carve out another kingdom in southern Italy. Who knows? So one last thing. I mentioned Snorri stated that Rollo's father was a man named Ragnvald, last name Einsteinsen. So I tried to go back a little bit further. Ragnvald's father was supposedly Einstein Iverson, who is a character in a work that I have not read called Orkney Inga Saga, which states that his father is Ivar Haftan'son, whose father is Haftan the Old, who is found in various uh, Norse sagas and stories. So I'm sure that the line can continue if you want to make these family connections, as ancient writers often feel compelled to. Though, as I mentioned earlier, I sort of like the idea that the character of Rollo came from no particular birth of importance, but his ambition allowed him to make a name for himself, an ambition his ancestors, including William the Conqueror, would have in their blood. Anyway, that's, that's all I had. I appreciate your time. If you do enjoy our content, please uh, you know, give us a five-star review to help our podcast grow, though I, I'm really not going to pretend to know anything about how the algorithms on Apple Podcasts or Spotify you know, work, but anything helps. So I do appreciate that in advance. And I think moving forward, we're going to have a couple of episodes coming up on the journey of Loki. Then in July, we're going to be starting our series on the saga of the Volsungs. Also, for these one-off solo episodes that I like to do, um, where I discuss a historical or legendary or mythical figure... I am thinking I want to do one on Gorm the Old, um, King of Denmark, or maybe Harold Fairhair, but I am not entirely sure as of yet. But if you do have any idea um, or any preferences, please let me know on social media. Thank you, everyone.